You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. I want you to notice again the latter part of uh, Psalm 82 and 5. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. A foundation, in one sense, is the basis, a reason for a person's belief, custom, behavior, a way of life. A basis or a reasons for a person's belief, custom, behavior, a way of life. And consider, according to Psalm 82 and 5, The foundations of the earth, the earth represents people or institutions. The foundations of the earth are unstable. They're unstable. Root meaning of unstable is to waver. To waver. Men in high places are unstable. I love my country, but my country at this particular time is unstable. You have to appreciate uh, institutions like house pillows. Uh, and so forth, but some are just unstable. You have to love churches, but some are unstable. Notice, the writer considered during his time all the foundations of the earth and and decreed that they were unstable. Now, as a person... When you are unstable, James, what James said in James 1 speaks volumes in reference to that. Go with me to James 1. We're going to consider what he said in verses 6 through 8. James, the first chapter. And keep in mind we're talking about a person being unstable. James 1. And we're, again, we're going to start at verse Six. James says, and he was talking to the brethren, to the saints, and letting them know, but let him ask in faith, or let him pray in faith, with no 
doubting. Now, before I go any further, have, have you ever, as a child of God, Holy Ghost fear, prayed, but you were doubting when you prayed? But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave. You're unstable. Is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. When in one sense represents a doctrine or a teaching or what somebody is saying. Unstable people are actually driven at times by what they hear. You, you can hear me and it can drive you for the rest of the evening. But you can turn on the TV, hear somebody say something on CNN. Guess what? You done change. You're being driven by something else. But then you go to work and folks tell you what happened to them over the weekend and how this, that, and the other is taking place. And now you done switched again. You're being driven by another wind. And then you come back to church. You, 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 oh, thank you, pastor. I'm delivered. And so now you're back. Being driven by the Holy Spirit until Monday. What does it say? You're unstable. You're unstable. That, that's what Psalm 82 and 5 refers to. And that's what James is talking to the church of the brethren about being unstable. Now the reason I'm talking about it to you is because some of us. Are unstable. You change too much. You up and down too much. Don't think I'm putting you down. I'm just trying to just point out something that needs to change. Y'all all right? Let's consider. Verse, let's, well, let's move on. James 1 and 7. For let that man... Suppose that he will receive, well, so let not that man suppose that he will receive, help me, from who? When you're unstable, God can't bless you. When you're changing, you're fluctuating all the time. Who can't bless you? And that's according to James 1 and what? Notice again, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man. Unstable. In all his ways. I was this man at one time. I wasn't getting nothing from God. Because when I prayed, I, I, I prayed according to the scripture, but I still doubted. When things didn't happen at a certain time, I looked for an alternative. I was unstable. God tells me I'm healed, but then I go and see the doctor. The doctor says something in contrast. I change. 
even though I had shouted about my healing, now somebody done told me different. So I changed. I'm unstable. And when you're like that, you're not going to receive anything from him. I got to move on but say to you, I need God's blessing. I need his blessings. I need his blessings because that's the only way I'm going to be rich. Proverbs 10 and 22 says the blessings of the Lord makes one rich and he has no sorrow with it. I need his blessings. When it comes to our foundation, our foundation needs to be Solid, sure, or unchanging. You agree? So let's, let's consider that. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2. Y'all stay with me. 2 Timothy 2, chapter 2, verse 19. This is what Paul told Timothy and what God wants us to hear today. 2 Timothy 2 and 19. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. It stands. Now I can go on and read the rest of the verse, but the first clause is what I want you to understand, that the foundation of God stands. It's unchanging. Everything that God allowed his prophets to write is so. He sealed it in the Old Testament with Malachi 3 and 6 by saying, I change not. And he sealed it in the New Testament, Hebrews 13 and 8, by saying, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, Today and forever. I'm not going to change. And so Paul concluded by saying to Timothy that the foundation of our God is stands. It's unchanging. It's sure. It ain't going nowhere. Y'all all right? Can we go further? Let's go to Isaiah 28. Let's go to Isaiah 28. Verse 16. Isaiah 28, verse 16. Some of y'all ain't turning because I can't hit them pages in certain spots. Come on, turn the page. I want you to see it. Isaiah 28 and 16. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion, which represents the church, a stone for a foundation. That being Jesus, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. I'm going to put in Zion. I'm going to put in my church. A sure foundation. 
I'm going to put sure beliefs in my church. I'm going to put sure ways of living in my church. I'm going to tell my people how to live and, and they're going to see the manifestation of what I have spoken. It's a sure what? It's sure. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. That's the reason Paul said to the church in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, all of the promises of God are yes and amen. What does that equate? Sure. That's sure. All of his promises are yes and amen. Why? Because he laid a solid, a sure foundation in the church. But it has to be God's church. Every church is not God's church. God's church is built on revelation. When Peter uh, initially began to understand revelation in reference to who Christ was, Jesus let him know from that standpoint, upon this rock, a foundation, I'm going to build my Church, And then he told Peter, and the gates of Hades, the gates of destruction, shall not prevail against it. Even when your worst day happens, God's still going to stand strong for you. Even when everything that can go wrong takes place in your life, God's still got your back, your front, and your side. There's some of us in here, you've had worse days more than you got fingers to count. But look how God bought you out. Look how God turned things completely around for you. You've had horrendous reports, but God still moved on your behalf. You've been in financial despair more than five times, but God still came through with Luke 6 and 38, the good measure, the press down, the shaken together, and the running over. Why? His foundation is sure. Walker, I'm going to bless you, but Lord, I'm in a fiery trial. Lord, I'm going... Walker, I'm going to bless you. And he did. Despite the fiery trial. His foundation is sure. Sure. That means when you believe God, no matter what happens, your turnout is guaranteed. God going to do everything he said he would do in his word. I love Matthew 24 and 35. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass. But not what I said. Not what I said. How many know God speaks directly and indirectly? God, God didn't stop speaking after revelation. He's still speaking. Why? He's a speaking God. In the beginning, how, how do we know about God? He came out speaking. He came out with revelation. By saying, in the beginning was the word. And the word did this, that, and 
the earth or basically created everything that we see. He spoke in the beginning and he's still speaking. A sure foundation. We don't want, we don't want to grab hold to foundations that are unstable. How many times have you been let down by family? How many times have you been stabbed in the back by friends? How many times has somebody told you it was going to be this way, but then it turned out to be another way? How many times have, have, have the doctor changed your prescriptions? How many times have you paid a person to do a particular thing, but they ended up messing you up? The foundations of the earth are men are unstable. But on the other hand, who blessed you more than anybody has blessed you? Who helped you when you didn't have the strength or capacity to help yourself? Who pulled you out when you couldn't find a way out? When your mind was all jacked up, who caused your mind to become stable? If it be true, tell somebody, nobody but Jesus. Whoa, wasn't the preacher nobody but Jesus. We got to hold on to our sure foundation. A foundation that will never give away. How many have ever went through trials and, and, and you just going through it, but then God just kept telling you it's well, whether he was telling or indirectly. And when all was said and done, it turned out wonderful for you. He brought to pass Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for what? Because of your love or obedience for him. The foundation of God standeth. Sure. Never want to have an unstable foundation. And it's not that you don't love people, but you can't wholly trust people. You know people funny. Look at yourself. You know you up and down sometimes. You know you can change two or three times in one week. Some of us, we can change two or three times in a day. But not God. He changes not. When I was broke, God told me he was going to bless me. And he did. And he did likewise for you. Why? He is a sure foundation. And I love the fact that he always give, gives you a scripture, a verse, or a passage to let you know why he did what he did. But I got to deal with these dog work, walkers. 
people that have unstable foundations. Believe this one day you talk to them a week later they believe in something else. That's a dog walk. I want you to notice in Psalm 42 and 5 that the psalmist gives us traits of people that do not have a sure foundation. Gives us traits about these people. Now, I said about these people, but if you find out through the teaching that you have the same traits or maybe one of the traits you can repent at your seat you can have a change of heart at your seat you don't have to come to the altar I lay hands on you can have a change of heart at your seat amen notice Notice Psalms, again, 82 and 5. The first thing that he points out, they do not know. They're not aware. They don't discern. They don't perceive. They do not know. The, the one thing that you have to have as a child of God is an awareness. Number one, of God. But number two, of you, of yourself. You got, you got to know who you are in God. You, you can't, you can't. Walk around like a wimp and call yourself Christian. Why? Be because you don't know who you are. If anyone is in Christ, you're a new creation. But the Bible also calls us more than conquerors. Man, this thing taking me out. You ain't talking like Christian. You ain't talking like you more than a conqueror. You, more, if you're more than a conqueror, you're saying when that thing attacking your body, man, this going to pass right here. I'm going to overcome this. Why? You're more than a conqueror. But if you don't know, if you don't know, you will be what God never intended for you to be. You will lack in an area that God never intended for you to lack. Why? Because you don't know. And you can be, I pray. I fast. 
that, that's not enough. You got to be in the word. Do you know sinners pray? Yeah, they do. Think about it. When you were a sinner, you may have been every now and then, but you, you prayed. Then some of us as sinners, we prayed every, every night. We didn't pray during the day before we got in that bed. We, we said something. Wasn't much, but we said something. It's more than prayer. You got to know who you are. See, once you know your God and know who you are, great things will start to happen. But if you don't know God and you don't know who you are in God, you are hindering great things from happening. I got to show you something. Go with me to Daniel, the 11th chapter. Y'all stay with me. Daniel 11. Y'all all right? Do it sound like I'm encouraging? You happy about it? Daniel 11 and 32. Notice this. Those who do wickedly against the covenant of God's word, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God, notice this, shall be strong and carry out great exploits. See, when you know your God in truth, it causes you to know yourself. Because from Genesis to Revelation, when God talks about who he is, it's always followed by who he wants his children to be. Or what he wants his children to do. Said to Abraham, I am God. Walk before me in such a way. Said to Paul when he struck him down, Paul is hard to kick against the goals of the pricks. Paul said, who are you? And he revealed who he was. When you know your God is Followed by knowing yourself. But if you don't know your God, you will be like Gideon. You will only know what your enemy addresses you by. Because your enemy has put fear in your heart to the point to where your respect is to him. God showed up or the angel of God showed up and said to Gideon, oh mighty man of valor. Gideon had no idea who he was talking to. Who me? (laughs) Yeah, you. Well, if I'm mighty... If Israel is great, why is all this happening? You can never define who you are based upon what's taking place in your life. The things that you see are temporary. I said the things that you see are temporary. You define who you are based Upon who God says you are. 
And then you in turn start walking in what he said. If he said you're healed, start walking in your healing. If he said you're rich, start walking in your wealth. This is too heavy for some of y'all. Yeah, it is. You, who, me? Yeah, you. Those who know their God shall be number one. Notice Daniel eleven thirty two. Strong. You're going to have the capacity to think the way you need to, to talk the way you need to, and to do what you need to do. But then he said, secondly, and they're going to carry out great exploits. Great exploits uh, means you're going to do heroic acts. You're going to do things that folks know that it took more power than you possess to do it. Look at how God has blessed you. you God has caused you to come out of predicaments that, that look and edit. You had to be heroic. Why did it happen that way? Because with God, you can do what you can't do as a normal person. Remember what Jesus said? With men, this is impossible, but not with God. Woo, say to your neighbor, with God, all things are possible. When, when you don't hit the bottom, with God, you can rise to the top. Woo, when they done gave up on you, child of God, with God, your situation can be turned completely around. Look at somebody and tell them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like I, Jesus. Say to somebody else, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like I, Jesus. But you got to know your God. You can't be ignorant. You got to know your God. And likely not according to Hosea 4 and 6. You can perish because you don't know. My people are destroyed, Hosea said. Because of lack of knowledge. So dear neighbor, you got to be who God's has called you to be and not what your situations are telling you to be. You hear me? Hezekiah was, was at the point to where he was, he was dying. In the bed, dying. And God had to send the prophet to his house. And the prophet spoke a word to Hezekiah that, that caused him to really look at his situation and change his mindset as well as how he had been acting. He was acting like he wasn't the king, acting like he didn't want to live. And so the Lord sent the prophet to his house. And when the prophet showed up at his house, he said, set your house in order. You're going to die. You're not going to live. Because that's how he was acting. But when he got that hard word... Hezekiah got out 
of the bed he didn't have no business in in the first place. Got on his face and said, Lord, have I not been faithful to you? Have I not done this, that, and the other? And before the prophet could get out of the court of the king's estate, God told him, I want you to go back and tell him something. Go back and tell him that I've heard his cry. I done seen his tears. And I'm going to add some years, not months, to his life. And not only that, if, if, if he get up and do what I done told him to do, I'm going to do such and such and such and such. You know what he did? Even though, even though folk were waiting for him to die, he got out of that bed. God told him, get out of that bed and go do such and such. He got out of that bed and he did such and such. And the Lord added to his life. You got to know who you are. You got to know where you are in God. Look at your neighbor and say, if you know that, that you are a giver and that giving causes blessings to come your way, why you broke? You got to say, I ain't always going to be broke. I ain't always going to have no empty pocket. I, I, I give too much to stay. I ain't always going to be living in this little one room apartment. I, I, I'm coming out. Of, I, I, God done promised me houses and I ain't staying. I might be here right now but I'm not going. But you have to know who you are. I got to move on with that somebody. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are in God? Even though you're going through it, do you know who you are in God? Even though you're in financial despair, do you know because you're giving that God going to bring you out and cause a blessing to come your way? You have to know who you are. I got to move on. But notice the second thing in Psalm 82 and 5. They don't understand. They don't understand. Mentally, they could not separate things. A portrait of confusion. I said a portrait of confusion. You can't be in God's house and, and, and confused. That's demonic. I'm going to show you why. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 14. Go with me to 1 Corinthians. Lord have mercy. Y'all all right? I'm doing pretty good myself. First Corinthians 14, 33. For God is not the author of confusion. 
Well, who is he? But of peace. Well, as in all the churches of the saints. God ain't going to drop no word in here that's going to confuse you. If he said you're healed, guess what? You healed. You just got to walk in it and not walk in confusion. Well, I know I got the word that I, 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 I was healed, but I'm still hurting in my knee. Yeah, that knee still. It's just, but, but you know, I, 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 it's, no, it shouldn't be no buts. It shouldn't be no buts. If God gave you a Jehovah Rapha word, he is a God that heals you. You hold on to that, and that's what you walk in. Do you know it's the, it's the enemy's job to steal, kill, and destroy? Every time you get a word, don't you know it's an enemy going to try to take it, whether directly or indirectly? The enemy will use your pretty wife to take a word out of your heart. Your lazy son to take a word out of your heart. You got to hold on to what God gives you. you when God gives it to you, it should, you shouldn't allow anything to confuse you. God said, I'm healed, I'm healed. God said, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. I ain't going to let what I see tell me otherwise. I'm just going to walk in what he said. I'm just going to walk in what he said. Because if he said it, he'll do it. He'll bring it to pass. Say to your neighbor, you can't treat God like a man. For God is not a man that he should lie. He ain't going to lie to you. And you got to know his voice. Jesus said this right here. My sheep know my voice. You got to know when God is speaking. Whether he's speaking through a person. Or he's speaking through his voice. Because there are enemies that are trying to rob folk. That are here today of what God done promised you. God sent me to encourage you. God sent me to tell you. You got to hold on to what he gave you you got to hold on to what he imputed into your spirit because what God says is so I say what God says is so they don't understand in confusion well pastor you know I because you know I know the word says this but you know What's the but? And then you'll say something like, well, I can't really talk to pastor because I go trying to talk to pastor and tell pastor that, you know, this right here. No, you, you got to understand something. When you get a word, things, demons, and such going to automatically come trying to get it. That's going to always happen. You can't pray that away. Jesus himself said when he talked to his disciples using a parable about a sower, he said, look, the word is sown. And it says it's going to fall in the different places. 
And, and the places describe people in reference to how they receive the word. And some people, they, they, they receive it, but then because they don't understand that the enemy's job is to try to take it from them, they just, you can have it. And just take the word. They shouted on Sunday. But then they mad on Monday. What on hell? The enemy took the word what they had. He snatched it. You cannot be confused or be in a place where you do not understand just because you're going through something. You're going to always go through something. On earth. But you got to hang on to what God said. Am I clear? And so he said. They don't understand. And then finally. I want to read this because this is primarily what I want to deal with. Let's go back to Psalm 82 and 5. Y'all good? You receiving? The final thing. They walk about in darkness. They walk about. They live beneath their privilege. They live in a place that God desires to bring them out of. Don't ever get satisfied with being somewhere God never ordained for you to stay in. When I was I knew God didn't want me to stay poor. What does the scripture tells us? He became poor. Why? So we could be made rich. With his stripes, we're what? Healed. With his stripes, we're healed. What does that mean? He took stripes upon himself in order for you to get your deliverance. That's what he did. And guess what? I got to walk. I got to walk in that and not in in darkness. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. What are you doing? You're walking in darkness. Well, man, it just ain't looking the way I really want it to look. What are you doing? You're walking in darkness. Because a child of God walks by faith, not by what? Sight. You have to be to the point to where you understand that God does not want you to walk in a place that's in total contrast to his will. 
Say to your neighbor, the safest place to be is in the will of God. And the worst place to be is where? Out of the will of God. You never want to get to the point to where you're completely out of the will of God. Let's go to the book of John. I want to show you something Jesus said that in reference to darkness that you have to look at yourself and just ask the question, is this me? Is this me? We finna find out. John 12 and 35. Ready? John 12, 35. Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Listen to this. Walk while you have the light. He had told them he was the light. Walk while you have, help me, less darkness overtake you. What's the message? If you're not in Jesus, it's just a matter of time before darkness overcomes you, overtakes you. But notice what he, he says, a lot of part of what I want you to get. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. Now, now, what's the implication? A child of God, a disciple of Christ, should always know his or her future. His or her purpose. You can't have this, Mr. Walker, because of one, two, three, and four. But he done promised me that. What you're trying to tell me is that I need to get over here in this darkness and get out of what he promised. How you going to tell me I can't have it and it's a promise that came from a God that changes not? It's going to happen, but if I get over here where you want me to get, it's not going to happen. Look at the verse. This is what Jesus said. When you're in darkness, you don't know where you're going. What does that say about you? You're thinking off and you're talking off. You can't be talking right. You can't be thinking right if you don't got in a place to where you're trying to figure out where you're going. You have to know who you are in God. You have to know the seasons of God and you can't allow where you are to dictate to you how things are going to turn out. You just stay in the will of God and allow what God promised you to manifest. Because if God said it, help me heal. Yeah. 
But those who are in darkness, they don't know where they're going. You got to know who you are. 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 Notice John 12, same chapter, and 46. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me and get these words very carefully should not abide or stay well. A message like this is designed to change your situation from this day forward. Is Jesus still the light? Is Jesus still here? Not not the human Jesus, but is Jesus, the Holy Spirit, still here? What did Paul say to the Colossian church? To whom it may be known what is the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. What? Your hope. The hope of glory. Your expectation, the way you're looking for things to turn out, are based upon what does says God or his word. Heaven and earth shall, but not what? Look at this verse one more time. Look at it. And put yourself in it. I have come, Jesus said, I have come as a light into the world that if Barry believes in me, he don't have to abide or stay in darkness. Can I break that down? You don't have to stay broke. You don't have to stay sick. You don't have to stay depressed. When they told me I will always be this way, but did God verify Well, they told me ain't no way I can have it until like seven years from now because I, I got to rebuild my. Did God verify that? I hear you saying what they said, but did God verify that? Now, you can stay there if that's where you want to stay. But if you follow Jesus, you don't have to stay where folk telling you you have to stay. I mean, understand, you do not have to stay in a place God didn't ordain for you to stay. Did God ordain for you to be poor? If he did, why did he say, I have come that you might have? And that what? Why did he use John to say, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in even as your Will seem like God just loving. Is that what God told you? Did He verify that? And sometimes people mean good, but you have to remember what Jesus said: "With me, and things are what impossible. They can't do it." 
You, you, you got to be like David. You, you got to quit looking to men and look to the hills. From whence cometh what? Your help. Look at this one more time. And then I got to move on. I'm, I'm getting ready to close it. But this has to stick in you. This is what the Holy Spirit is telling me. John 12, 46. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in what? And sometimes, sometime, even as a Christian, you can find yourself in a dark place. And think you have to stay there. And you get around, you get around certain folk, they'll try to keep you in that dark place. I said, they will try to keep you in that dark place. And, and some of them, they, they, just, they just be talking so sincere, but they just as blind as blind can be. And when you tell them God going to do something, they'll look, you crazy. God ain't going to do that. God going to do that. And then you have some folk that so trust in folks that, well, if, if God gave them knowledge and if, and if that, that's, yeah, but God didn't give them his power. God is the only one that has omnipotence, all power. So even though a person can give their best, that's not as good as it can get. Because God has all God has all Say to your name, I can't stay in this dark place. What is your dark place? Is it that you, you allow folks to control your mind? Is it that you always put yourself down? Do you know that, that there are some people that believe that there is more evil than good? You know what that says? That says that Satan is in control. No. God is good. Am I right? And Psalm 24 and 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and is fullness. And the psalmist also went on to say that the earth is filled with God's goodness. The reason folks don't see God's goodness and they see evil rather than God's goodness is because they're walking in darkness folk walking in darkness while we saying that better is hell and better is coming oh it's good and it's happy but folk look at you like they're crazy what, what's the problem they're walking in darkness that's too heavy for some of y'all some of y'all still looking like really you don't see what's I see everything that's happening I'm in it every single day seeing how depressed folks are, seeing how worried folks are. But I'm, but I'm trying to be that light saying, look, if you just get behind Jesus, if you just start abiding in his word, your situation will change. Your life will change. You will have a complete turnaround. But when you're in darkness, you can't see yourself doing good. Why? Because the veil is still there. Woo, Jesus. Lord have mercy. Jesus wants us to follow him. Why? 
Because according to John 14 and 6, he's the way, truth, and life. My best life is in Jesus. The best way for me is in Jesus. My best life is in Jesus. The best way for me is in Jesus because Jesus is truth. And what truth do? Truth, truth makes you free. If you get in truth, whatever sickness is trying to take you out has to go. Unless it's just your time to go. Why? The truth makes you what? You get freed of everything that's trying to hinder altar or stop you from flourishing or moving forward. My last scripture. Let's go to John 8. Lord have mercy. Say to your neighbor, you ain't got it by now. You might not get it. But if you got it, tell somebody, I'm, I, I got it and I'm getting it. If it be true, tell one more person, I got it and I'm getting it. John 8 and 12. Ready? Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me. Shall not walk in darkness, but have, notice how he describes it, the light of life. Notice there's a choice. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Do you know every day is a decision? Every day is a decision whether you're going to walk in the word or follow Jesus or do otherwise. Every single day. When the pain hits, it's still the choice. You're going to walk in what your pain is telling you to do or you're going to walk in what Jesus is telling you to do. Lord, I spent all my check and I ain't got no money. But what you're going to do, you're going to walk. Check. Being gone is telling you to do, or are you going to walk in Jesus? Paul said you in, in um, Philippians 4, 8 and following, basically, that you, you need to be such as a Christian to where you learn how to be happy no matter what situation you're in. It don't matter what you go through, you just, you just going to be happy. Why? Because you're following Jesus. Here Jesus is going to the cross, but he's still in control. He's going to the cross. No, he's going to die, but he's still in, in, in control. They're, they're talking about, well, don't you see we getting ready to do Hey, y'all wouldn't have no power if it wasn't God allowing this to happen. Look, I got, I got it falling down, but I'm going to be up again. Let's go, let's go on. He was in so much peace. Even though he was going through something horrendous, he still had peace. But it's a choice. You're going to walk in light or you're going to walk in darkness. It's a choice. I done made up in my mind I'm not going to be a dark walker. I said I done made up in my mind I'm not going to be a dark walker. Let's pray.